Hello, everyone. This is episode 11. Nice. 11, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. it is. I think yeah, so. Yeah, it's episode 11, and we're really excited about making it this far. Yes, we are. Initially, we said, we'll just do 12 episodes, see mm-hmm. how it goes. Yeah. But I think we've got a good running start here. Yeah, I think we're just going to keep going. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. I hope you guys are pumped on that, because we enjoy sitting down once a week and having a conversation, talking about what's going on in our world. Yep. And giving you guys our thoughts and sharing our stories. Yep. And opinions. On just random stuff. Kind of like today's topic. (laughs) Yes. But before we dive into it, let's catch up a little bit. How things been going for you, Allison, this week? Uh, Good. I had a good week. What'd you do this week? Um... Well, I sent my son to the grandparents' house for his first overnight this week. Yeah, that's right. Which was incredible. We got to hang out with some of our really uh, close friends this weekend and had like a Friendsgiving. And yeah. That was that was epic. That was really fun. So that was a good week. I, I spent some of the week planning for that. and mm-hmm. So it was pretty... Pretty chill. Bought some curtains. Oh, yeah. Bought some curtains. (laughs) Guys, I'm trying to slowly but surely decorate my house. And curtains are painful to purchase. Yeah, it's it's been pretty difficult for Allison and I to decorate our new home. Because as you can imagine, we have opinions. (laughs) Yes, strong opinions. (laughs) About how our, our home is decorated. So... Um, and, and unfortunately Lyle and I's, uh, preferred style is probably quite expensive. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We can't just go thrift our stuff. And even if we find stuff that we were to thrift Mm -hmm. because of the era that we enjoy, it's still expensive. Still expensive. We like the uh, mid-century modern stuff. I mean, you see some of that stuff now making a comeback and you see it at West Elm. Mm Mm-hmm. And we really like this, where we've been able to land together is, what, what's her name, Amber? Amber Lewis. She Amber is, Lewis. Yes, her, her design company is called Amber Interiors. Amber Interiors. And she's like the mix of like bohemian and mid-century mm-hmm. and minimalistic. It was like all of Lyle and I's... We've never been able to agree on, on home decor like fully. And then we found her and we're like, hey, feels like it goes with our home. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, it's been the first thing that we've both been able yeah. to land on. Yes. So we've been slowly but surely um, discovering things that we enjoy together. Mm-hmm. And we found curtains. Yes. <laughs> found some curtains. <laughs> so that, that was, that was uh, a win. That was yeah. a win. That was a win for us. Yep. Absolutely, for sure. Uh, this week, I subscribed to something called Romwad. Oh my goodness, tell them about that. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> you can check it out at romwad.com. Uh, basically, it is, ROM stands for, R-O-M, stands for range of motion. And then WAD, which is a CrossFit term, stands for workout of the day. So Romwad. And basically what it's like, it's mobility work, which is very similar to what yoga is, but it is 
it's it's not it's not classic yoga. No, it's not like the spiritual side of yoga. It's, no, not it's, at all. It's, it's it's not like poses. No, no, not really. It's it's more just stretches. It's yeah. it's the the whole purpose is mobility mm. uh, to boost your athletic performance. Because you need apparently a lot of yes. flexibility and mobility for the more flexible you are, the stronger you can become. Because you can. You can lift more weight, you know, like, like the more, the more we lift weights and the more we work out, you know, the tighter our muscles get. Mm. And then, um, just as a result, we become less mobile Mm. with the muscle groups that we move the most often. It's like, as uh, Kelly Starrett says, who's written a book called Supple Leopard, uh, it gets grisly, you know, (laughs) it's like, you got to get that gristle out of there. That's freaking gross. Well, you know that, you know, the feeling of when your muscles are real sore. Yeah. I mean, you don't have the, you don't have the same ability to stretch them. Right. You know, cause it, it's very painful. Right. It's, it's difficult. And so mobility work, um, or things like, um, Romwad or mobility wad, which is what Dr. Co- Kelly Starrett right. uh, talks a lot about. He was just recently on Fox news actually. Mm. So this is that this is becoming a bigger deal. And I would have to believe that mobility is actually going to become a big fitness trend in the future. Um, (laughs) Fitness trend. Yeah, I truly believe it. And the reason is because uh, Dr. Kelly, as well as a few other friends, are actually raising awareness and have uh, raised money to sponsor the first school with standing desk only. Wow. It's a pretty big breakthrough. That's pretty cool. Because you think about it, guys, like all these little kids, you know, they're pushed into school to sit down for like six hours a day mm. and they're going nuts in their chair. You know, they have all this energy. They're, you know, they're growing up. They they want to be active. They want to be mobile. And then they go to school and it's like, hey, sit down for six hours. Right. And then they're all like just fussy and bad because yeah. bless their hearts. They're sitting all day. And that's one of the things that they've felt is going like standing desk to alleviate things like, um, you know, what is it? OCD, ADHD, you know, things like that, that kids are struggling with in school. They say, Hey man, let them stand up, let them stay mobile. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So that's the, that's the whole deal with the Ron Watt thing that I've been doing. It's all about (laughs) mobility. Um, Dr. Kelly also wrote another book called sitting is the new smoking. Mm. And we sit so much, and it's just ridiculous how out of shape we are. Right. You know, most adults um, in America, at least, don't run at all, and they can't squat at all. Right. Which is... I've tried to squat. Yeah. I luckily can still squat. You can still squat, absolutely. I can, but I don't lift any weights. That's okay. Not, We're going to get you into it. Not not at this point in time. So basically what you're saying is I'm that... I'm trying to get you into it. Yes. Yeah, that's what yes. I'm telling everyone listening. Yes, exactly. I'm, I've been begging Allison. Come on, let's do... Let's do... Uh, let's do... Excuse me. CrossFit. <laughs> together. Yep. And I usually just say, I'd rather have curtains. <laughs> yep. Back to the... Back to the uh, home decor. <laughs> so I, I've been watching Lyle do this Romwad thing. It's mm-hmm. basically like 20 minutes of stretching. And mm-hmm. yesterday he... He was like, you should do this. And you got in on some of it. I did. We stretched for a little bit. Allison obviously is a lot more mobile than I am. Well, that's only because I grew up dancing. So that's true. Muscle memory. Yeah, that's true. So I, however, did not grow up dancing. No, you grew up playing basketball. Very different. (laughs) Very different. But I I would love to put Isaiah, our son, in gymnastics. He'd probably like it once he could move around. Yeah, I mean. Oh, he started crawling this week. 
Yeah, that's right. That's a big breakthrough, guys. Yeah. How Our did we son miss that? started crawling. Yeah, he started crawling and he was hanging out with dad and they took this I took this picture of them mm-hmm. because Isaiah's like in his heart he really wants to skip the crawling and just go straight to standing. Mm-hmm. So he does this like downward facing dog position mm-hmm. cuz he wants to try and stand up. So I got this picture of Lyle doing it and him doing it together downward mm-hmm. facing dog and who lo and behold reposted, reposted it. Reposted it. Ramwad. Ramwad. Boom. On Insta. Yeah, they reposted on Instagram. Got like a thousand likes. <laughs> it's adorable. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. Our kid is cute. He's so, so cute. And who tiny. can resist liking a photo of a of a small baby? Just a tiny baby doing downward. what his dad's doing. Right. In it's a so downward cute. dog pose. So that was that's actually also a big thing that happened this week. So. Yeah, some some pretty cool stuff have been ha- has been happening uh, this week. We're we're pretty geared up for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. as I'm sure you guys are. Yes. So we're we're going to be going up to Kentucky to spend some time with my my parents yes. and my family, my I'm brothers so and um, um, my brother's wife Heather, who is pregnant. Holla! Yep, that's a brand new thing. So excited! So we're going to hang out with them, and then I'm actually going to be speaking in Kentucky. It's great. Yeah, at Promised Land Metro. All my friends are pregnant, sweetheart. I know. Like actually, all of them. Yeah, there's so many. I saw that uh, Callie and Andrew Heiligenthal yeah. actually posted up on Instagram that they were pregnant. Oof, it's it's baby fever, guys. Round two. Mm-hmm. Round two, when all your friends start having more babies, then you're like, hey, is it more babies time? Right. Because when we, when we first had Isaiah, we agreed that we would kind of just do the baby season. Mm-hmm. So we would just have babies Mm -hmm. for time and not really like wait a whole long time in between, but we never really decided on how long (laughs) between each kid we'd wait. Right. Yeah. So we're just kind of going with the flow, but it's uh, guys, I got baby fever. So who knows? So, Hey, who knows? We may be pregnant (laughs) again soon. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mind that. I always tell people, they say, how many kids you going to have? I'll say, however many kids Allison wants to have. (laughs) Cause I'm down to have, I guess, I think I'm down to have a lot, but she also has to be the one that, carries them and yes, gives birth to them exactly. so so we'll see how it goes but i am i'm getting baby fever because i'm so excited every time one of my friends tells me they're pregnant i mm-hmm. like break out and uh, like sweat because mm-hmm. i get so excited <laughs> so that's awesome it's been a good week well you know the thing about having babies is that in order to have a kid you have to first have sex oh wow didn't know that yep <laughs> and that's going to be the <laughs> segue, segue into <laughs> Our topic today, the title of this podcast is <laughs> Netflix and Chill. Obvi. So, a little story about Netflix and Chill. I actually did not know what Netflix and Chill meant until just recently. I think we mentioned that on the last podcast that we just both were like out to lunch. We had no idea. Yeah, I mean, I thought Netflix and Chill actually meant Netflix like ne- and, me too. you know, get some popcorn or something. It was like, hashtag, I'm with my girl, Netflix and Chill. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. We're hanging out. Like, that's so great. We're just I lo- we used to do Netflix and chill when we were dating. That's yeah. what I thought. We, yeah. didn't, we didn't do that. I guess we didn't, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> apparently, guys, if you've not seen it, and um, I don't necessarily know that I recommend Googling it because I did Google it, and um, and there's some there's some pretty raunchy stuff that, yeah, that so actually ends that. up coming up as definitions. However, there are some articles out there that give you an outline of the definition of Netflix, Netflix and chill, as well as well as other slang sayings that young people are saying these days, and what they actually mean 
when they say them. So that's a very interesting transition in my life. Now, not knowing. Yeah. It's like we've graduated to the point where we have to like ask somebody what pop culture references mean. Mm -hmm. Like what is, you know, what is on fleek? me right. that's what I, I didn't know that for a long time right I was like, I've, i am officially a mom yeah what's hashtag on fleek i'm like too worried about like is the milk at the right temperature right so netflix and chill just escaped me <laughs> it's a completely brand new thing <laughs> you know i actually know. how i learned about it was i was having a text conversation with my friend jason peaks and jason is the campus pastor at regent university and um he was actually uh, a guest on our podcast a few weeks back and so he was like, oh, you know, what are you guys doing tonight? And I was like, oh, nothing, you know, probably just Netflix and chill. <laughs> like just joking because I knew it was like a it was like a it's thing. Like a thing. And he laughed and he was like, I know what that means. And, and like, I was like, wait, what? oh, does it actually mean something other than watching Netflix and like hanging out? And like just hanging out because that's what we do all yeah, the time. We do that a lot, yeah. you know. And so um, if we have a night off, he explained he explained to me what it actually meant. And so, guys. The definition to Netflix and chill uh, that we've that we've seen yes. is been made popular by young people mm-hmm. as sort of a code for, hey, I'm going to come over to your house or I'm inviting you over to mine, and then we're going to turn on Netflix, but we're not actually going <laughs> to watch Netflix. Watch <laughs> Netflix is just going to be on in the background as we mess around and or have sex. Yes. So that is... That is the definition. That's the definition of Netflix and chill. It's kind of a new thing that people are talking about. Um, But this slang um, has actually been predated by young people messing around and doing quote-unquote Netflix and chill for quite some time. As as long as Netflix has been around. (laughs) People have been Netflixing and chilling. Yep. And, you know, one of the things that, that we want to just kind of expose, I guess, on this podcast is the reality of how many Christians Mm -hmm. participate in this behavior, not just how many unbelievers participate in this behavior. It's actually shocking as a pastor how many believers that I meet that are comfortable with having sex before marriage, crossing boundaries physically, sexually before marriage, living together before marriage, um, you know, making some really big compromises in their life in that sense. Um, and it's, it's not as, it might not be equivalent to that of people uh, who are not Christians, but it is actually very, very common. It is really common, uh, to, to meet Christians who are comfortable in messing around Mm -hmm. sexually uh, before they get married. Yeah. How do you think, Allison, that we've arrived at this place where so many young Christians are so comfortable with sex before marriage, or at least, you know, violating physical boundaries before marriage? How do we get here? Um, I I think there's a couple of ways that we've gotten here. Uh, The first way is that, um, although it's not the primary way, in my opinion, the first way is just culture. You know, culture dictates to us like what is what is pleasure, and um, it tells us often that that if we're not in pleasure, we're not living life. You know, if we're not doing what we want to, if we're not you know um, having every need or desire met in a in an instant, then we're not 
we're not living truly. So there's that, that's, you know, it's a big old lie that culture feeds us, but it's really, I think it's in front of us all the time. And, and, and then the access to internet and um, having smartphones and all of that, you know, right. kind of pushes you into an awkward corner if you are struggling with that mindset um, because pornography is super available. Um, even even things like um, books or articles, you know, kind of um, upholding your side or your belief system, mm-hmm. um, you, can, you can find it all over the internet. So I think that's one way culture is kind of pushing it at us. Like, you know, do what you want, feel good. Like being happy is the most important thing. And Mm -hmm. I think the other, the other thing is just that we are, are in a, in a time where at least what I've noticed is that as believers, um, in the church and outside of the church, something that we are struggling with across the globe is this orphan mentality Mm. that um if i don't get it now i might never get it and that's with a lot of things and i think that's across the board in our nation something that's really really prevalent is that if i don't get it now somebody's going to get my piece of the pie right so i gotta get it and i think that really affects the way that we see sexuality Mm -hmm. because it's a biological need that you know, as Christians, we don't repress, but we address head on in a way to protect, um, ourselves, our hearts and our future spouses. Um, and and, you know, like we, that's what we choose to do Mm -hmm. as believers. But I think that that mentality can, can just blow that out of the water. And it's like, I, I, I might not ever get this. I might not ever get married. I might not ever find somebody so i'm just gonna get what i can now because my needs you know i have needs i have desires desires. so that's my opinion what what do you think what do you think it's so prevalent yeah i i mean i would just 100 percent agree with you in that um you know there's not a lot of information out there about the reality of what it means to fool around before marriage or have sex before marriage and what it truly cost you on in your soul yeah and in your spirit like what it truly cost you in your mind Mm -hmm. to have sex before marriage um and that's and that's difficult to share with people who are who are in a place like what you're talking Mm -hmm. about i just have to get this now i don't care about the repercussions tomorrow today is the day and i want to live in pleasure today yep You know, that's really an immature mindset Mm -hmm. because it takes no responsibility for tomorrow. It simply lives for the moment. Mm -hmm. And that's that's truly immaturity in our discipleship and in our walk with Jesus. When we when we choose um, what feels best right now. Yeah, that's a revelation of our need to truly grow in God. Because it's 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 basically saying I don't have a vision for my future. I don't right, have a hope exactly. for my future, and we know that that's exactly what God gives to us yep. is both a future and hope. Yeah. And so yes, I, I I think it's like there's an absence, there's a literal absence in commentary and instruction on what it cost you uh, to have sex before marriage. People I just agree. simply are not talking about it, I or agree. at least if they are, 
then it's being so um, overwhelmed by the amount of conversation about sex and how amazing that it is. Right. Because sex is amazing. Right. If you're married. Exactly. If you're not married, it may feel good in the moment, but it's actually going to destroy you on the inside later. Totally. Maybe even just within a few hours. Totally. You know, and that's, yes, I think that's how we've arrived there as well. It's just simply been a compromise, Mm -hmm. even on behalf of many Christians who thought it just all right to mess around. No big deal. It's not going to cost me anything. Totally fine. Got to get what I can now. And I mean, who who can blame them? Really? I, I mean... Right, we're in a really in, like intense time in some mm-hmm. season, in some uh, ways about this. You know, mm-hmm. like it's it's just everywhere. So, mm-hmm. I mean, for you, for somebody to make it from, um, you know, to marriage, right. a virgin, totally possible, a hundred percent possible, absolutely. But it is, it's not easy. Yeah, and it's not common. It's not. It's not common. Right, and like I think that's something that we as believers should reclaim for ourselves because Mm -hmm. I think it's something that we, you know, we deserve like in a good good way. Like we deserve to have amazing connections with our spouses right? and, um, we deserve, you know, to be able to live, live life without having to deal with, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of heart confrontation like that's right. it's tough to to walk right. through that and um to not engage in it means that you can spend your time energy and effort um pursuing other heart healing and not picking up pieces of your heart scattered you know right. all across different people you know of so, course so i don't know if that makes sense but it's just it's it's a time consumer yeah. To have sex prior to marriage. Sure. Because it takes so much heart energy to to deal with that and to mm-hmm. steward that and to move forward from that. Right, right. Well, just to be real with you guys, I mean, the reason why Allison can share this and say it's possible to remain a virgin until you get married is because, and I'm speaking on your behalf, mm-hmm. is because when we got married, Allison was a virgin. Woo-woo. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Look at that, man. Now, me, on the other hand, I was not. I did mm-hmm. not always walk with the Lord, and exactly. I made some mistakes in my past, and I did have sex before marriage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe it would be very helpful for those uh, out there who are single. Yeah. Uh, for you, Allison, to just share maybe, um, how did you do it? Yeah. How did you make it to marriage? Um and be a virgin on the day that you walked down the aisle. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I just made a decision. Mm -hmm. It was really just as simple as that. And you know what, to be like, it doesn't mean that I never had boyfriends. I didn't kiss anybody. Like I didn't make mistakes that I thought, Oh, that was crossing my heart boundary. Right. I, you know, like I totally did. Um, you know, but for me it was, it was, a decision well before the mm-hmm. moments I was ever in a, in an, in a compromising moment. Mm-hmm. So I made a decision when I was young that that's what right. I wanted to do. And like, guys, I'm, I'm telling you, like I made a passionate decision about it. Right. I was passionate mm-hmm. about it. And I just ha- in my heart, was there nowhere a thought that that would ever right. be anything but my reality to make it to my wedding day. Um, 
you know, a virgin. And that's what I, that's what I wanted to do. Right. Um, nobody told me I had to do it. Um, I definitely was encouraged by people around me and people that I trusted that like, Hey, this is, this is probably the best decision for your heart you can make. Um, but nobody forced me to do it. Like I, I really did. I chose it by myself and nobody Mm -hmm. had to hold my hand to keep me accountable in the sense of like, nobody had to remind me that that's what I wanted to choose because I wanted it. So I made that decision for myself. And obviously it's something that I feel like the Lord has an opinion on. Mm-hmm. And now post marriage, I see why he has an opinion. About Absolutely. It. So I'm, I mean, f- for me, it was just, I made a decision well before those moments ever came up. Right. And I was proud of my decision. I was not that nobody was going to bully me into a corner about my decision. Right. And I think that's the key with anything in particular. This is that when you make a strong personal decision, beforehand you don't have to fear how difficult it will be to give in to temptation in the moment Mm -hmm. because you end up leaning back on your values rather than feeling confused when you're in the heat of the battle yeah you have to make a strong decision everyone out there to not participate in uh you know having sex before marriage but also um you know cultivating the value as to why yeah. you are not participating. Because for some people, just simply quoting scripture doesn't feel like enough. <laughs> right. You know, but it should be. Right. Because sex before marriage is sin. Yeah. Sex before marriage is compromise. Yeah. Sex before marriage is fornication. It's mm. adultery. Yeah. It is sin. It breaks the law of God. And when we engage in it, we must repent mm. because we're living under the weight of sin, something that God never intended for us uh, to participate in prior to covenant. Yeah. And that is the reality of, of what that is. Yeah. And so that in itself is a good enough reason to make a commitment to not engage in that behavior before marriage. Yeah. Because God has a really strong opinion on on sex and he has a really strong opinion on the fact that we don't do it before we're married right and so that in itself is enough to um to cultivate a value to make a decision totally and i would say then on the other hand you know you're hearing that from scripture you're hearing a testimony from allison but also you guys from me as someone who did participate and have sex before marriage you know i want to tell you that if you could hear it from someone who's been there and done that, so to speak, that it will benefit you absolutely zero uh, by engaging that behavior. In fact, it's actually going to put you in the negative by engaging in that behavior. Because what no one tells you as a young person is that every single person that you have sex with or every single person that you, you know, cross boundaries with, like, um, you know, they, there's like a piece of them yeah. that you carry with yeah. you. And then there's a piece of yourself that you've given away. Yeah. And, and there's really not anything that you can do about that 
um, aside from what you can do with God in yeah, prayer exactly. and in repentance. Yeah. And when you start uh, fragmenting yourself in, in that sense sexually, you're not whole. Yeah. You're not healthy. Uh, you're constantly giving away precious, sacred uh, pieces of yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. And what it leaves you is uh, living in a sense of overwhelming brokenness. Right. Yeah. And I've seen so many uh, people that I love have that happen, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the great, great news about this is that I've also seen people move through this and mm-hmm. make a decision that like, yes, although this is my behavior in the past, like this is it, like you, like this was my behavior in the past, but this is not going to be the behavior moving forward. And, mm-hmm. um, and they've done their best with the Lord well, they've done their best to surrender it to the Lord. And then he does the rest, which is just, okay, God, like I've given away right. these pieces of my heart. I need your help to get them back. Right. I want to be a whole individual, you know, meeting a whole individual and right. getting married and, you know, engaging in life. So I've seen that happen. I seen that I, you yep. know, with you, that's how that's, you know, something beautiful that got to happen with us is that, although that was your past experience, um, Mm -hmm. you know, the Lord really restored your heart. And I got to marry a whole individual that had spent Mm -hmm. time pursuing God and getting God's opinion about that. Right. You know, about sex and about, um, what he'd engaged in in the past. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's not where you are right now is not where you have to stay. Which is great, you know, because everybody has moments where they fall short or where they miss the mark or, you know, where they sin. Um, It's what what we allow the Lord to do in us after that moment. That's so, so important. Right, right. You know, because you're not a lost cause. That's right. You know, it's not, you know, the end of the line for you. Right. Um, However, like... It, it's a great starting point for right. healing and yes. for breakthrough because it's so necessary. That's good. Yeah, it's so necessary. You know, one of the things that I find young people struggle with a lot, or unmarried people, doesn't what necessarily have to, have to be young people, but unmarried people, is that, you know, they're Christians. They say, okay, we know we can't have sex. Mm. We know that, yeah. right? And so sex is something that's sort of, you know, it's far off in the distance, you know, it's out there. It's far away from them. They know they can't do it. Right. Right. But the common question is, well, what can we do? Right. What can we do as a couple? Like, how can we be romantic? How can we be intimate? How can we express our love for one another physically? If we can't have sex, then, then, you know, what can we do? Or to put it another way, what can we get away with right. and not be living in sin and not experience the brokenness that you guys are talking about mm. and need the kind of healing that comes as a result of this compromise? Exactly. What can we do? We hear that, that is, often. That is often, often, often. And, you know, one of the things that I always try to encourage people with is that we should not thumb through the Bible looking for what we're allowed to do. But in intimacy with Jesus, we should allow his spirit to determine the boundaries for our life. So then that way we're living according to what love allows, not according to what religious rules say that we can do and get away with and still experience freedom. So that's one of the big things 
I think that I would point people to is that don't just look through the Bible thinking, well, what can I get away with? (laughs) Talk to Jesus about the boundaries that he wants to establish in your relationship with your, with your significant other. That's really good. Because I I mean, I believe that he is going to speak to you about healthy boundaries that are going to keep your heart healthy and keep you whole. And for some people, that's going to look like saying, we're not even going to kiss yeah, until yeah. the wedding day. Yep. And I have seen people do it. They've made it. It's we beautiful. have friends that have made beautiful. it to that point and did not even kiss until yep. the day of their wedding. And, you know, the older I get, the more I, I align with that being yep. a really, yep. really good rule of thumb. Yes, not as a religious rule of thumb, yes. but simply as a rule of thumb that that values purity and values wholeness both personally and for the relationship more than it values a temporary moment of pleasure exactly and that's a really mature decision guys yep i i think that one thing that um you know in our in our process our journey um to marriage in my personal journey like something that i i would encourage anybody who is in this process of mm-hmm. like okay i'm single i'm looking to get married or i'm dating and we're trying to figure it out um is like in the like sweetest way possible like quit jumping over your boundaries right. because like you're not stupid and right. you're not you know absent-minded but like so often me included um but you know i see so many unmarried people do this it's like they they every time they hit their boundary they jump over it Mm -hmm. and what happens when when you do that is eventually you jump over that boundary and something happens in your in your mind um in your heart and it it basically like you violate your boundaries to such an extent that Mm -hmm. like your internal world does not feel that you value it. So it just turns off the boundary because it hates being wounded and it hates being hurt. Mm. And so, you know, people are like, Oh, my boundary is, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, that's pretty close to sex, you know, straight up. And usually what's happened is that they've jumped over their boundaries so many times that their, their mind and their heart has just said, instead of being hurt all the time and and disappointed and feeling like, man, like I, I could have made a better decision. Mm. I'm just going to turn all of that off. I'm going to engage in this behavior and I'm going to do it without a conscience basically. Right. And something that we always encourage, like if we're doing premarital counseling and Lyle and I have only been married for two and a half years. And so um, we don't do a lot of premarital counseling, but but in the times that we have, we always encourage couples to, um, let go of what they think their boundaries are. Right, right, right. And then ask Jesus again to reinstate boundaries Right. because chances are in in some way or another, you've probably jumped over some boundaries. If you've ignored them in the past. Yeah, if you've ignored them in the past, then then he wants to r- help you re-engage with your actual heart boundaries and the boundaries yep. that he has for you. Yeah. Um, so I would just encourage you, like, if you're okay, like, with doing certain things prior to marriage, like, I talk to Jesus. Right. Talk to Jesus. Let him establish boundaries in your life. Yeah. Because 
chances are if you violated boundaries in your past, you're you're probably not acknowledging the strength of those boundaries in the first place. Exactly. So that's something that we always encourage people um, who are in the process of getting married yes. to, to really take a look at because that stuff is important. Yes. Like you being able to acknowledge your boundaries and stay within them and acknowledge the boundaries that Jesus has given you and stay within them is actually protection for your heart. Yep. And it, it keeps you tender hearted. Mm-hmm. If you jump over your boundaries, you get you know, like the Bible talks about that heart of stone. Heart of heartedness. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what happens. That's it's exactly what happens. Then the next time you do it doesn't quite, it's not it quite as really painful. Bother you. Mm-hmm. And then you sense it as the absence of conviction. Exactly. When, when actually it's just simply the presence of hard heartedness. Exactly. So reconsider that guys. If yeah. you're, if you find yourself in that place and, and, and let's just get, you know, let's get very real. Like, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we know, hey, can't have sex. Right. Okay, well, what about oral sex? Right. You know, no, you shouldn't do that either. We're That's a really... A disclaimer at the beginning of this yeah, podcast. We, we probably, yeah, we probably should mark this one explicit. Yeah. But, um, you know, no, you do not need to do that. Oral sex is sex. So don't do it. Um but some people are confused about that, yeah. and so it's worth saying it. Yeah. I, I I just think that anytime people are touching each other's genitals, <laughs> that that it's you have violated a boundary. Yes. You have violated a boundary, Maybe whether you want to so. be honest with yourself or not. You've stepped over it. Yeah, I mean, I think that in any in any case, um, when it comes to um, sex or the extra sex, um, yeah. you know, I think that the things that surround most it. most people have pretty similar boundaries uh, when it comes to that. I I actually really think so. Right. I think that if everybody would acknowledge it, that you would actually find yourself in the midst of a community that believed. Um, in, in their hearts and believed in themselves as much as you did. And mm-hmm. there would be synergy and there would be whole communities of people mm-hmm. making it to the altar, um, without having sex. And I mean, for me, that was also like a huge key. Right. I had friends that, that made it. Yeah, absolutely. And not just made it, but like happily, happily right. and joyfully walked down the aisle and got to say like, I saved myself for you. Yes. And that was, that was huge. And That's huge. I mean, I think so often we, we think that we have all of these diverse boundaries when it comes right. to this stuff. And maybe, yeah, some things are, are slightly off just the Mo crew somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear that. Sorry about it. Um, but I think that everybody thinks they have all these crazy diverse boundaries. And the right. truth is we don't Right. like we as humans have all very similar heart needs, um, that, yep. you know, yep, absolutely. We have similar heart needs and, um, similar, um, necessity to protect yeah. our heart yeah. and to cultivate yeah. health and wholeness uh, yep. within. And, you know, there's, I, I, th- I think of that passage and I, I can't recall it uh, exactly right now, but about, you know, all sin is outside of the body except for sexual sin. Yeah. In that case, we sin against our own bodies. Yeah. Um, that, that, man, that is significant. That's a significant statement to Absolutely. make because there's something about sexual sin that does uh, a unique wounding to our lives that's unlike any other sin. Yeah. And to try and ignore that and to try to push that aside and not make that a big deal is, is like, that's really ignorance. It is. Is really what that is because 
There is few things that can traumatize your soul and hurt your heart like violating sexual boundaries. Well, that's. I think you're right on. You know, so guys, just take it from a newly married couple, mm-hmm. so to speak. I know yeah. we've been married for two and a half years. That is so that fresh. you can make it and not have sex before you're married. It's absolutely possible. And if you have already have sex and you had sex and you're and you're unmarried, it is time to go back to the drawing board with Jesus yeah. and rediscover the boundaries that he has set for your life. Yeah. And you need to communicate that to your boyfriend, your girlfriend, yes. and you guys need to sit down and seek the Lord together. Allow us, please, to call you higher and say that if you're having sex before you're married, you're actually operating in immaturity in that area of your life. Absolutely. You may be mature in many other areas, but in the area of relationships, you are absolutely immature. Yeah, or hurting. Yeah, or hurting. Yeah, or in pain. And that's something to also acknowledge is that as you go back to the drawing board with Jesus, allow him to reveal to you the root Mm -hmm. of why. Mm-hmm. You're making the decisions that you're making. Is That's it good. what I mentioned earlier? Is it because culture is pushing it on you or your significant right. other is pushing it on you? Right. Or is it because you you have a truly orphaned mentality that says, I don't know if God's really going to give me my spouse. Right. I don't really know if God's going to do for me what I'm dreaming about. Right. Um, if that's the case, that's where that's where you probably need to start right is doing some some serious repenting but also just allowing the lord to work on you right. your why yep one last thing i want to say before we close the podcast cuz here's a question that i feel like we get a lot mm. and it's this uh hey so if i feel cool with you know doing some netflix and make out like not I, even Netflix and chill. Right, right. I, I you know, I, I'm totally fine with that. Like I'm in a relationship. My my girlfriend, like, she she doesn't really want to kiss. But for me, like, come on, man. I have a need. Like I want to kiss. I want to make out. I want to, you know, I, I want to cuddle and make out. Okay. But maybe your uh maybe your girlfriend, maybe your boyfriend is is like, no, not in that no, place. And they're like, my, you know what? My, my boundary. Look, I just can't do that. I, I can't do that. What I see happening a lot is the person um, who wants to go a little further ends up convincing the person who actually has a bigger boundary yeah. to go a little further and thus then violate their heart and then it damages them oh my and it damages the, the relationship. relationship gets- and it gets cloudy. It, it gets messed up. And what happens is, if those if those people do in fact make it to marriage, they end up having a big mess to yeah. clean up yeah. after marriage. Yep. And a lot of times they don't even make it to marriage, right? Because the person who feels like they're violating their heart boundaries like, feels hey, dishonored. Exactly. Don't feel taken care of. Don't feel loved. They feel taken advantage of, and they and and, and they feel objectified. Yeah. Not not um, you know not loved on as an as an individual with with a heart. Yeah. So. Guys, what we want to tell you is whatever your partner's boundary is, that's your boundary. Yep. So if that's sex is the bullseye. That's a at our house. Is that yeah, that is? is a mo crew at um, our house. I mean, they're hey, mo crew, what's up? They're here. They're Sorry, hanging out. I thought I was at the neighbor's house. They're at ours. No, you guys can hear that <laughs> weed eater. So it's probably a good time for us to close up. Yeah. But I hope that helps you guys. I hope that makes sense. Um, 
This is an interesting topic. You it know. is. We might have to, you know, this is a great thing to get opinions, feedback on. We know that everybody has different opinions about this. So That's we're right. more than willing to hear those opinions. And I'm going to make sure that Lyle posts some of my personal favorite um, resources about this um, right. out of out of Bethel Church. They have some great resources about this. Moral Revolution yes. um, is a ministry that is a part of Bethel Church that uh, has some great resources about this as well as a DVD series by Danny Silk um, about uh, dating and defining the relationship. So I'm going to have Lyle put those resources in there so that you guys can take a listen um, and and figure out for yourself like where are you at and what is God doing in your heart concerning this um, this topic? That sounds great to me, Allison. I'm pumped. Just remember, guys, oh, yeah. we're always having a uh, conversation here conversation. each week on Conversations Podcast. And uh, as much as we share, uh, we get to process at the same time as you guys get to listen. We got pretty so, real today, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these are conversations I think that we need to be having more, yeah. especially as uh, Christian people. Yep. And so we hope that this blesses you. If it does, in fact, um, then please consider giving it a rating and a review on the iTunes store. The more ratings and reviews we get, the more um, our podcast becomes available to new listeners. Yeah. And we were actually featured on the new and noteworthy um, front page on yeah. the iTunes. So cool. Thanks, and so guys. we just want to say to you guys, thank you so much for your continued support and for your subscriptions and for your ratings and reviews. Um, that's huge. If you know somebody that this could help or bless, maybe they're walking through a season like what we've talked about the, uh, today, then please consider sharing it with them because our heart here is really just to help, empower, equip, and bless uh, people. So yep. that's what this thing is about. Yep. So thank you guys so much. If you want to follow us on social media, we'll include the links to that in the, in the show notes. And we look forward to catching up with you again next week. If you do have any questions about this or any previous episodes or just questions in general, Feel free to email us at Lyle at irisnashville.com and Allison at irisnashville.com, and we'd be more than happy to respond to some of those questions here on the podcast. God bless you guys big time. Have a great week.